0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to I Think Speech. I'm Hazel Archer Ginsberg. Feeling a bit under the weather, as they say. Yeah, every year at the end of the holy nights, I, I often feel really raw, you know, cracked open, extremely sensitive and vulnerable. You know, just like permeated by the, the weight of all worlds. Yeah, so, but uh, for those who have been following our journey through the Holy Nights, today is the penultimate, the 11th Holy Night, bringing us to the constellation of Taurus, the bull, ruling the neck and throat, right? So that's the larynx of our speech center, and I I just have to say congratulations Dear Holy Nights Traveler, you have made it beyond the threshold, past the nine angelic realms, into the sphere of the Holy Spirit. You know, at first it may seem kind of odd that this divine realm is represented by what seems to be such an earthly image. Right? Taurus the bull. (laughs) But we only need to contemplate the image of the sacred cow its potent digestive activity, which is vast, right, like the universe, and trace this imagination into what we might call the astral cosmos, remembering that in the spiritual world, everything is reversed to reveal its true form. And so the cow or bull becomes the dove. Rudolf Steiner encourages us to see that what is astral in the dove becomes physical in the cow or bull. So we see this this reversal. Yeah, our our ancestors of, of ancient India, Egypt, Babylon, Greece, Asia Minor, they knew this. They made the cow sacred, revealing the significance of the cult of the bull or calf. The occult knowledge of this connection can be seen in Egypt, for instance, in the depictions of the the sun god Ra, in the aspect of a falcon bearing on its head a solar disk sitting between the two horns of the heavenly cow, or in Babylon with its images of the winged bulls, the Shadu. And from spiritual science, we know that the principle of the Holy Spirit works through the sphere of the moon. And the sun principle works through the sphere of the sun. So we're looking at this trinity, right? Yeah. And so the, the bull repra- uh, reflects the activity of the Holy Spirit, and it's connected to the moon gods and goddesses, like the Sumerian moon god pictured with the body of a bull. And in the mysteries of ancient Egypt, the image of Isis arose out of the union in the lunar sphere of two cosmic streams coming from the heavenly regions of the Virgin. So that's the constellation of Virgo, right? And the bull, Taurus. So these two two, uh, streams coming together in the moon. And when the influence of Virgo prevailed, then the image of Isis, usually seen holding her son Horus, outpictured the energy of the divine Sophia, or world soul. This is the more lunar aspect. A prefiguring, of course, of the Virgin Mary. But if the bull prevailed, then we see Isis depicted with the sun disc between the bull's horns, showing her connection with the world spirit, or sun aspect. And the relationship of Isis with Osiris, right? Osiris, this prefiguring of the Christ Further indicates the transition from the lunar logos to the solar logos, which corresponds to the shift from the third to the fourth cultural epoch when the Christ is born on Earth. A lot of connections here. Yes, the idea of this shifting is is quite prevalent. So it's important to note that earlier in evolution, during a time that spiritual science names as Old Moon the Luciferic principle chose not to evolve to the sun sphere, but wanted egotistically to remain behind in the moon sphere, yet cut off from the true Holy Spirit. So we see this this debased quality of this Luciferic representation of the Holy Spirit, which does not seek to find the Logos for example, in the time of Moses, we could see it in the cult of the golden calf, right? But At the baptism in the Jordan, it is the Holy Spirit which enables the descent of Christ to be born into the son-soul of Nathan in the body of Jesus. The Holy Spirit emanating from the region of the bull was seen by John the Baptist through the agency of his angel in the form of a dove, above the head of Jesus. So we we hear about this in the first chapter of John, where, where John the Baptist gives this testimony. He says, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. The one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will go on to baptize with the Holy Spirit. I've seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. Yeah, so there's uh, uh, another significant aspect which connects the influence from the region of the bull, which rules the larynx, giving us the gift of speech, with the future working of the Holy Spirit. So speech connects us with others, right, in a loving marriage of souls. And Rudolf Steiner takes this metaphor even further to say that the larynx will one day not only speak forth words, but will become a creative organ, a higher version of the organs of reproduction. And so here's a a quote from Dr. Steiner. We must understand that the larynx in its full transformation, when the human being has become chaste again, will turn like a flower to the spiritual sun. The calyx of the flower, when the larynx is pure, becomes a chaste chalice, ready to be fructified by the spirit, to be offered to the holy lance of love. This is a symbol of the Holy Grail in its highest ideal. So yeah, we, you know, can we begin this transformation of our speech now in order to bring to birth the spirit of Christ as a moral creative force within our human soul? This will fructify the soul of our communities, right? Think Whitson, think Pentecost, and we'll pollinate the soul of the earth. So freed through the working of the Christ impulse in the soul of humanity, this Luciferic principle will turn from being adversarial to becoming the servant of the redeemed Holy Spirit, the new Isis Sophia. So can we imagine just riding the bull in full consciousness in peace you know, we, and we can do this by practicing the virtue, which is equilibrium becomes progress. Yeah, I know it's not always easy to stay in balance while riding the bull in this crazy jacked up world, but it helps to live into the picture of the dove, the dove of peace. And and I've also been working closely with this quote from The Search for the New Isis, a lecture that Rudolf Steiner gave on Christmas Eve in 1920, where we hear, Wisdom is the precondition of love, and love is wisdom reborn in the human eye. Yeah, we, we can't know what love is without the wisdom of understanding. And we can't know true wisdom without warming, with love, our understanding in our highest self. So just working with that quote, I think, is so, so helpful. But Steiner goes on to say, We must realize that through the force of the Christ, we must find an inner astronomy, that will show us again the cosmos moving and working by the power of the Spirit. When we have this insight into the cosmos that is awakened through the newfound Isis power of the Christ, which is now the power of the divine Sophia, then Christ, united with the earth since the mystery of Golgotha, will become active within us, because then we shall know him, It is not the Christ we lack. What we lack is the knowledge and wisdom of Isis, the Sophia of the Christ. Human beings today must realize that for Christ to appear to them, they must first seek Isis, Mary Sophia. So, taking that into our thinking... I will end our podcast today with this poem from Alice O'Howell, which is so sweet. Oh, holy Sophia, holy wisdom, holy joy hidden for so long. Come forth and reveal yourself in the world and in our souls. Help us to see with a loving eye Help us to hear with wit and intuition. Show us how to be natural and kind. Show us how to find ourselves in one another. Lead us from who we think we are to who we really are. Let us learn from the flowers that we need not strive so hard. Teach us to allow that light from within to unfold us as a gift like your lily or the rose. Blessings, dear friends. See you tomorrow for Twelfth Night. Until soon. Peace.